You are listening to episode 109 of the Better Breeders podcast. My name is Ben Life, and joined as always, uh, the Black Douglas. How are you this evening, Black? Uh, happy New Year and Happy New Year. Thank you very much. This uh, is the uh, podcast where we try to make sense of modern life, and modern life really caught up with us. A lot of people had written in into our mailbag to say, you know, we had taken a long break over the summer period, but actually. Mm. Um, being a professional broadcaster, we don't ever go to sleep, and, and Black and I had recorded a number of podcasts, um, which fell foul of the censor ASIO, Australian libel laws. We covered um, topics like the cryptocurrency uh, debate and valuation. That was a good one, that one, but uh, a few things flew a bit close to the sun. We talked about Russian influence peddling on elections. Um, and, and one of our favourite topics, which attracted a different sort of lawyer, was we were discussing... Uh, the um, sexual, is the word peccadillos, pe- peccadillos? Peccadillos. Peccadillos of a legendary Australian broadcaster, a serviced lower North Shore apartment and a glass coffee table. Uh, apparently that, that conversation was, was, was infl- that, in, in, infringed on laws I wasn't aware of, Doug. Or black. Was, was that... Um the person I'm thinking of who used to own a, a Sizzler franchise at Mossman. <laughs> yeah, and that Sizzler's no longer there. But uh, yeah, there's been a lot in a lot in the press lately. But um, you know, we tried to do our own take on some of these issues and some of the stories and 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 uh, well, actual physical encounters we'd had at the period at the time growing up. Um, but once again, that was also uh, consigned to the uh, to the census bin. So 109, we promised to keep it clean and legal. Um, and so let's go. And it, it has uh, been well. Summer holidays are drawing to a close. I'm mm. I'm uh, back coming. at work. Um, you are you you haven't left work. Um, but what I noticed, uh, and and I'm keen to get your take on this, is summer is a balancing act between you know both sets of families. Mm. And in my case, uh, my family uh, got three hours together uh, on uh, Boxing Day. And uh, yes. my wife's family managed to get about two weeks worth with international visitors cooking and um, potentially irritating moments, which I'm not allowed to say. I mean, there is a there is an imbalance going on here about how we manage our our family time. Black, what was what's your experience? You got a large family. Well, I'm I'm coming to advocate um, a sort of a, a cut price deli style system, Ooh, yeah. where everyone just takes a number mm. and um, where you might sort of you know, in cut price deli, you might order, you know, 200 grams of Devon. You just get, you know, two hours with this family member or, you know, five hours with that family member. Just, you know, first come, first serve. Yeah, my, but, my, my family are um, are a bunch of um, Irish and English uh, conservatives and I find that uh, they live by the mantra, good fences make good neighbours, you know, and we see each other for just a, the right amount of time, some polite conversation over some, you know, cherries and, and perhaps some ham leftovers and then we... Go our separate ways. There's no animosity. There's no drunken arguing, and there's you know no, the the local constabulary don't have to attend the function. My my wife's family on the other side are, uh, have more of an Asian influence, where it's just uh, dancing with sharp knives, um, <laughs> you know, cooking that goes from nine a.m. till nine p.m. Um, and um, all sorts of family stories getting dredged up, you know, uh, from from who knows where. And it's a, it's it's definitely a marathon, and that I that I have survived, and often in in silence with a good book hidden away when I couldn't be found. I aim to take up the um, the approach of my uh, late grandmother, who, after the age of about eighty two, I think she used to just say at the end of family functions, "Well, I'm bored now. Can I go home?" <laughs> 
<laughs> I think my dad's at that stage, actually. You know, I'm ready. Drive me home now. I'm ready to go. Um, and uh, also on the, on the family front, I happen to be related to a urological surgeon. Um, for those of you who don't know, he's a, he's a human plumber. And um, if you uh, are over, the, over a certain age in um, the, uh, you know, the Western Plains of New South Wales, he's, mm. he's probably um, handled you in a way that perhaps uh, only, only those closest to you have ever been handled. So wow. he gets some nods and winks at the uh, supermarket when you're sort of walking through, the, through those towns. Um, but he offered to uh, give me a vasectomy uh, on, while oh he was God. cutting the Christmas turkey. He had the electric knife out. He sort of said, "Hop up on the bench if you want, and I'll and I'll quickly do you at the same oh time as I, as I, as I slice the turkey." Um, I didn't take him up on the offer; it's a standing offer. And Black, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on uh, on the home vasectomy. Well, I, you know, if I was you, I'd be watching very carefully how he carved the turkey. You know, <laughs> it was pretty uh, careful. Was it a clean slice? <laughs> he had a drink in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's the anaesthetic, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, his anaesthetic. There wasn't any of mine. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about taking him up on that offer. And uh, you know, I, I think uh, as you'll often say, as long as I as, as I get a drink and a, and a quiet meal beforehand to to get me uh, in, in the mood in for the mood. such a personal and private experience. Really, dim the lights. Dim the lights. They're very white. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, maybe next year. And and uh, you know, there's always next year when it comes to a a medical procedure that that we'll all put off for as long as possible. Um, other thing for summer for me has been, uh, my fashions. I've, um, I care less and less as I get older and uh, I've got these sort of Hawaiian print t-shirts, which, um, are a little bit too tight and a little bit too loud for my, uh, teenage, uh, daughter, Sunshine Ballerina's tastes. She said that, um, it's embarrassing and I shouldn't be out in public in, in, in this That's clothing item. That's all the more reason to wear them as often as possible, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, exactly. So, um, you know, what's what, what's been your summer fashion? Because I, I mean, my my shorts were of a suitable length, but it was the mm. t-shirts which really um, threw her. Um, have you have you been getting around in a pair of stubbies this well, summer? Well, we we have previously discussed on I think episode um, one hundred and two of mm. Better Breeders um, the magnificent Australian fashion of the stubbies shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. They're very short shorts, unless yeah. you're um, familiar with them, listeners. Mm. And um, you just have to make sure you're wearing good underpants <laughs> when you're wearing the stubbies because, you know, if you sit down and you do the old man spread on the couch in the stubbies, and if you fall asleep after Christmas lunch after one too many <laughs> spumantes, yeah. you'll flash a brainiac, and that's not good for yeah. anyone. The Aussie wife front. It yeah. doesn't, even the Aussie wife front doesn't protect everything. When you've been putting the, the wife fronts through the dryer and the elastic goes, you know. <laughs> And it reminded me uh, as I as I look back uh, and summer and, and summer holidays. You know, I went on one road trip and I went on uh, went on a shorter road trip to a camping destination. But um, the Black Douglas and Ben Life used to go on on trips up the north coast, and I, we have we have touched on this in the past, but perhaps not in not in this detail. Because um, I was looking back at some photos and looking at our fashions of the time. Mm. I remember you had a, is it a Harper Collins? The, you know, those book t-shirt series. Yeah, the Penguin books. The Penguin books. Yeah. I remember you had the Penguin books look and I had some sort of a Hawaiian shirt and a large straw hat. And uh, we must have cut a strange sight as we sort of headed up the North Coast. In a, I think at the time I was driving a Carla Zampatti laser. <laughs> uh, for those car aficionados who aren't aware of the Carla Zampatti laser, Carla Zampatti was a, uh, a celebrated Australian fashion designer. designer. World-renowned. World renowned, and she put out a, a female car 
which um, mm. apparently had a bit of extra give on the accelerator for driving in high heels and some extra compartments for, for my vanity case. How I came and in possession of the Carla Zampatti on laser, I'll never know. And it was a sort of a lemon sorbet colour, wasn't it? It was very sort of... <laughs> lemon sorbet. I called it yellow, but yes, it was definitely a lemon sorbet. So, you know, a bloke in a Hawaiian shirt, a bloke in a penguin uh, hat, and I think you might have had a hat with a propeller on top. Um, I think we were trying to set some sort of uh, uh, fashionable stance, though I'm not sure what. And I think at one stage we had a German exchange student uh, wedged in the back Margaret. seat. Yeah, between an esky and a surfboard and a fishing magician. <laughs> um, but on this particular trip, we stopped at a town called Mooball. Um, and I had to double double check that that's the official name of the town because it just sounds too ridiculous uh, to be true. Located inland a little bit from uh, Brunswick Heads on the way to the Gold Coast right. in between Byron Bay. I think mm. it's probably been bypassed. Near McLean, is that Near right? McLean. Yep. So we just turned up, middle of the day, uh, found lodging in the old pub-style um, hotel with no... I don't think there was a bathroom. I didn't want, think we wanted to pay the extra uh, $5.75 to get the bathroom in-house on suite. But I remember what, one moment or two moments from that trip was one, um, you making the doing the dash from the bathroom uh, across the dining room where there was a couple having... a family having lunch to the room. But I remember seeing you coming, locking the door and pushing you back out <laughs> into the dining room while they were having their sort of Sunday... And yelling, streaker, streaker, <laughs> in memory. Oh, the hijinks. And then I think of more, even more remarkable was being woken up by a domestic dispute in the fruit and veg shop below, where a woman had probably taken 20 years of just uselessness from her, from her husband and had decided just to unleash on that moment. I'm not sure what set it off, leaving the seat up on the toilet. Like all sorts of, you know, d domestic deal breakers. And she was picking up rock melons and hurling them at him. And <laughs> the shop owner's trying to stop her, you know, from going absolutely ballistic. And anything that was of the size of a large tennis ball was being picked up and hurled at her cowering yeah. husband at a Volvo. I seem to remember there was a whole ghetto blaster thrown out. And <laughs> it was just bizarre. It was like we'd, we'd just been having an afternoon nap after a couple of schooners of two years old, I mm. think. And um, waking up to the sound of domestic violence taking place downstairs. It was a bit bizarre. It was it like a was dream. It was bizarre. And, I, and, and I, cause it does remind you that uh, the, the summer holidays and particularly the Christmas period is a busy time in hospitals and police stations. Yes. As, uh, you know, to the previous point about families coming together perhaps for a little bit too long, mm. um, that does end in tears. I mean, you've got uh, three sisters um, and um, lots of nephews and nieces and, and all sorts of things. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster once you've uh, added... Uh, uh, some schnapps after the after a heavy meal. I mean, does, does does things stay peaceful, or is there a time limit where you know you got to get out? Well, this Christmas lunch, um, we had at my sister, my elder sister's place, and she has a very extroverted friend who usually has organised games after lunch, <laughs> which I can't abide. Lots of people love them. Nothing wrong with them at all. Is it like bocce? But no, it was sort of like some sort of charades and share a life experience and make a funny speech about it. And I just, I don't know, I just went outside and played chess <laughs> with my partner's little boy. With a 70s and got computer. Whipped. <laughs> <laughs> Reminded me, actually, we, we were camping over the break and um, someone had the suggestion, there was two, three families there, and someone made the suggestion, let's go around the circle and say something nice about each other, which sounds like a beautiful, harmless thing to do. But when you've got siblings and kids... It ended up with tears and this un unbelievably Oprah Winfrey emotional moment. I was like, oh, geez, what did we just <laughs> unleash here? Was we, usually we just, you know, 
have a competition to see who can do the funniest dance with a torch in the dark. And this ended up into some sort of moment of, of truth and sharing. Um, but back on the Christmas day, there's also the, um, the issue of presence, uh, black and mm. look, you always spend more than you want to on your kids cause you love them dearly. But, um, there's a lot of landfill being unwrapped. I mean, the paper immediately goes mm. into the bin, mm. you know, the alleged recycling bin, which probably just get the council chucks straight back into the, everything else. But, um, uh, even as the kids grow older, but there's still, you know, you, there's still the selfie stick or there's still, uh, sort of the, um, you know, the unique, uh, gift that's in vogue in that particular Christmas. Mm. I'm not sure what it actually was this year, but we've gone through onesies and frisbees and, um, th- there's a lot of landfill yes. being mm. unwrapped on that day, mm. Black. And, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you experienced that with, with young kids around. I'm sure you saw your fair share of, um, yeah. and rubbish. Sort of a, you know, a spice rack with. You know, spices you'll never use in them, sort of wrapped in cellophane. But Which is the great. spice you'll never use? What spice never comes out of a oh, rack for you? Is who, there one whoever remember? uses mace <laughs> or cayenne pepper? Right? Really? Isn't is mace the same thing that they spray in your eyes if you're an attacker? I think it, I'm not too sure. Oh wow! Because that's all it's good for. Yeah. No one ever cooks with it. And what about the Christmas bonbon? Do you still persist with that tradition? Because if you're looking for landfill, that's right. What's inside those things? <laughs> a compass, yeah. a bottle opener. Um, that little triangle puzzle thing. Yeah, nail clippers. Oh my what? god, where does that tradition come from, and why do we cherish five people getting the same joke and three people getting the same nail pair of nail clippers? And I'm fond of a I'm fond of a paper crown, but you know, no one else seemed to wear it. Oh really? Mm. Oh no, I think it's mandatory in the uh, households I've been attending. Um, finally for today, uh, on the Better Breeders podcast, the, the podcast where we try and make sense of modern life. And, and, and in this edition, as always, we've been trying to make sense of, of, of summer. We've been, you know, we dip back into our, into our teenage years and childhoods and trying to equate that to the, uh, very entitled, uh, lifestyles of, of, of our children and, and our, um, nieces and nephews and cousins, uh, where it seems like, uh, if you aren't getting the latest, uh, top line games console price to you know five hundred dollars. Mm. There's a, a, a bit of love lacking in the family these days. Versus you know I you know I probably uh, might have got a potato wrapped up in some paper back in the day. <laughs> but then it leads into there's that interesting period between Christmas and New Year's Eve. It's the build up, um, which you feel most keenly as a teenager towards New Year's Eve. What are we mm. going to do? Where are we going to go? Um, and and I remember many New Year's Eves, probably stuck in a traffic jam or looking for a park or trying to find an address as the uh, the clock strike struck midnight. I mean, has that been your experience of, of New Year's past? It really stays with me, that that, that the wastefulness of the night back in the day. Yes, um, it, I I think I can remember, recall maybe count count them on one hand, the the number of great New Year's Eves mm. I've had. Um, but, you know, last New Year's Eve was, was perfect because I just got to, um, I think, have a, a shandy and mm. watch um, John Paul Young singing. I saw that. Yeah. And uh, I think it was the, perfect. Colin Hay. On the couch. Colin Hay, yeah. Was there. And um, there might have been some Jimmy Very Barnes enjoyable. with his daughter. Yeah, Mahalia. Um, I find as I get older, I can, I can stomach flame trees more and more. I think it was flame trees that I was singing or something like that. Um, but yeah, I saw that. It was a, a classic nod to 70s rock and roll, mm. Australian rock and roll. And I think there might have been a few things more contemporary, but they all get shuffled a bit earlier in the evening, don't they? 
Um, my experience of New Year's Eve was similar. It was, it was, um, it was always fraught with um, uncertainty and potential disaster as you, you know, mm. you uh, tried to navigate your way around the city. But there was a few New Year's Eve I had, a, I was lucky to have a view um, of the harbour and a really spectacular view. And um, geez, I was popular uh, over, the, over those uh, couple of New Year's Eves, you know, right there. People would be coming out of the woodwork. They'd wanting to bring friends. And, and while it was nice to be uh, loved, if not briefly, it was hard to get rid of them at the end of the night as well. You know what I mean? And I, uh, I, I've always been torn about whether, whether I want another view like that because the, the social dilemma of who to invite and who to, to ignore it would just wore me out. It's, it was like, it was almost, you know, I was, I was spoiled by the riches of a view and um, it put untold pressures on me, I've got to say. And this is around Kirribilli where, you know, you know, there were, there were people knocking on the door who might have delivered my mail once who suddenly claimed to be long lost friends. <laughs> uh, it's, we're all desperate for view, How did you we? get them out? Did you have to tase them or anything like that? No, I like to just do what your grandma did. Oh, I'm off to bed. <laughs> Can you leave, please? <laughs> But we, we haven't made it all the way through summer, but I think we've made it all the way um, through through this uh, podcast. This is the uh, Better Breeders episode 109. Um, and uh, I'd like to uh, thank you all for listening. We've, we've had a few regular uh, listeners send in some feedback. Mm. Uh, hello to Jesse and Craig. They, apparently they listen in bed together. So it's one of the highlights Ooh, of their romantic. Very romantic. Um, separate headphones, separate... Um, streaming devices um, and also um, had uh, a listener from uh, Melbourne Josh who said it was very interesting um, tends to suggest perhaps uh, we uh, had lived a different life to Josh and some of our experiences were perhaps quite <laughs> foreign to him but thank you for the polite and kind words as always um, and many others so if you want to get in contact with us betterbreeders at gmail.com you can find us on socials there aren't many other uh businesses and brands named the better breeders so we've, we've lucked onto mm. that one mm. um we don't do dogs uh but we uh do modern life and that's sometimes even better um so thank you we'll uh please join us next week and if you do like this podcast go onto the uh, itunes store and give us a review I haven't had a review yet i'll have to sort of start grabbing people's phones and, and running my own reviews because apparently you'll you'll you know you'll game the uh, apple algorithm and that's something we've always wanted to do so uh thank you until next week black douglas over and out.